Hi coaches, thanks for checking back in with Get the Pancake, a podcast for volleyball coaches. Today I want to read you an article on a topic which is very important to me as a coach who emphasizes helping my players develop positive life skills, not just on the court, but off the court as well. Today I'm going to read you an article I wrote about setting goals with your team. I've had teams who set goals throughout the year and teams where I slacked off a little and didn't enforce goal setting as much as I know I should have. Looking back, I know it impacted my teams when I didn't set goals with them, so I highly encourage you to incorporate some form of goal setting with your team in your next season. Today I'm going to explain a few ways you can do that, so let's just get into the article. Setting Goals for Your Volleyball Team by Whitney Bartuk from GetThePancake.com My first year of coaching volleyball had its fair share of ups and downs, and despite my years of playing both club and high school volleyball, coaching my first team required an entirely different thought process. No matter how strategically you were thinking as a player, different components enter the picture as a coach. Think motivation, organization, playing moderator, etc. One major area I overlooked was goal setting. In your first year of coaching, it's easy to get caught up in game tactics, practice plans, and teaching the physical skills, but it's the mental skills which will make all the difference, not only to your potential as a coach, but to your player's potential as well. Team goals. Determine expectations. From the very beginning, you need to understand what kind of team you are coaching and what the expectations are for the school or club you coach for. Is your team expected to be ultra-competitive, or is just having a fun season with lots of playing time for everyone the mission of your organization? Do you need to schedule tournaments to play against teams that promise a challenge, or is scheduling local tournaments a higher priority? You should know the expectations before joining the staff as a coach, so the culture of your club or school team matches your own coaching style. This way, you will coach more authentically. Assess Resources And by assess resources, I mean to take an honest look at your team and determine the best way to utilize your time to meet expectations. Teams who can practice three times a week have an advantage over teams who practice once a week. Teams with 14 players and one coach, really I've coached one and I don't recommend it, have different strengths and weaknesses than teams with seven players. Consider assistant coaches, practice facilities, equipment, and even location as resources and plan to make the best of them. A lack in one or more areas doesn't spell doom for your team, it just presents different challenges. I once had a team which practiced in an old small gym with a ceiling height no higher than 20 feet. This is a horrible place for volleyball practice, or so you would think. By working with our space, our passing was kept low in practice and the speed of our game was much quicker than most of our opponents. This team of mine was ranked number 65, but we won a non-power league tournament against an opponent ranked number 9. Know your resources and use them to your advantage. Create goals. Now that you know what you're working with and what is expected of you by your organization, parents, and players, you can sit down and hammer out the details of your season-long goals. Keep in mind that goals need to be within your control to some extent and attainable throughout the season, so setting goals of winning every tournament you play in or being ranked a certain rank may be realistic for some teams, but those sort of goals can be difficult to judge at the beginning of a season and may lead to frustration later on. Goals should be measurable in some way so you know if you're actually making progress towards accomplishing them. They should also be adjustable so as you progress through the season and learn how your team is doing, you can make changes if need be. An example of the goals I like to use during the season relate to passing, serving, and attacking percentages. 
For my teams at the 14 and under level, I've found that my teams are most successful when we get 90% of our serves in, 85% of our attacks over the net, and 60% of the passes we make can be reached by the setter, my 90-85-60 rule. This will obviously vary depending on age and level, but this is what I stick by and it has worked for me. Evaluate progress. I mentioned my 90-85-60 rule for my team every tournament we play in. How do I know when we're meeting those? Well, you need to keep track. I keep my own stats and get my players involved in tracking as well, which is great for keeping them focused on the game, and make decisions throughout the day based on these stats. By staying focused on our goals, I know when to switch things up to keep our team on track. After tournaments, I calculate all stats and see if we are still moving my teams towards the expectations mentioned at the beginning of this post. If so, I continue. If not, I may change things up a bit and focus on improving different areas in practice. Other team goal examples. There are so many questions that you have to ask yourself when coming up with your goals. You want them to be attainable, yet you don't want them to be so easy that there is no motivation to achieve them. Your goal could be to make it to state playoffs, but if you're the worst team in the league, half the team won't believe in the goal. That will only bring the team down. Same with a higher skill level team. If their goal is to make it to playoffs and they come in first every year, nothing about their attitudes will change. Maybe a goal like never letting the opponent score over 20 points in a game, or winning every match in four games. These put enough challenge on an already great team so that they are always focused on the goal, especially during the game. Everyone needs to buy into the goal, though. This is the only way it can be achieved. Before I talk about personal goals for your players, I want to let you know that I spent some time last fall researching and designing my own set of goal-setting worksheets based on what has worked for me in the past. These are for sale on getthepancake.com in the shop. There are worksheets to track season, match, and practice goals, plus a goal check-in worksheet. I also explain how to use each one, give examples of goals you could set, and briefly talk about setting up rituals with your team to make goal setting a habit you stick to all season, not just something you try out for a week and then quit. I love them because they're printable, so you literally buy them once and can use them with every team moving forward, and if you run out of sheets, you just print more. I'm pretty stingy when it comes to my money, so I always put things into perspective of what would I gain versus give up for this price. They're about the price of a quick trip to Starbucks for two, so if you can hold off on your afternoon coffee trip once or twice, your next volleyball season can start with intention and purpose, teach your players how to set goals and work to achieve them, and, in my opinion, be more fulfilling on a deeper level. That's all I'll say for now. Let's get back to the article. Personal Goals Personal goals should relate to the team goals that you have set. If a player's goal is to get 20 kills in a match, but the team's goal is to play more as a team, either one or both goals will likely not be achieved. Example goals could be to vary hitting attacks by hitting to line every once in a while if a player usually only hits cross, or to tip and chip even from a great set because you know there is a spot open right behind the blockers. Before any match, goals should be written down somewhere. I, of course, like my goal-setting worksheets. After the game, go to the goals as soon as possible and have your players evaluate themselves. Have the girls ask themselves things like, did I swing even when I shouldn't have? Did I go for every ball like I wanted to? Instruct them to give their goal a rating between 1 and 5 on how well they achieved it. Then ask them if maybe their goal was set too high, like 20 kills in one match, or too low, getting half of your serves in. If it was a good goal that they either came close to reaching or just barely achieved, have them write what they will do in the future to make sure they keep reaching this goal or how they can get even closer to it. Goals are very important because they reveal to you how your team is performing. 
This can open your eyes to things you may have missed before, such as thinking one girl's the best passer on the team when really she's not reaching her passing goal of getting her passes up to the setter. It's crucial that your team's goals are measurable. Having a goal set like jump higher or set better is not going to do your girls any good. Goals need to specify exactly how much higher they want to get or where their sets need to be going. This helps you rate their skills and lets you know what you need to work on with them to help them get better next time. Sharing goals. Sharing goals with the team can help everyone. Once your setter knows that your middle blocker is trying to work on varying her hits, your middle will probably get set more. If your setter sees her succeeding, she'll let her know. If your hitter is not doing what she should be though, the setter will help by reminding her of her goal so she can get back on track. Having goals gives your team a purpose during practices and motivation during games. They make them concentrate on the effort they're putting into everything and overall make your team better than they would be if they just went to practices and games with no purpose. Alright, that was the article, Setting Goals for Your Volleyball Team. A quick disclaimer, when I wrote this article, 60% passing was working for me, but since then I've had to bump that closer to 70%. I think that's because the sport is growing and longer rallies and better offenses demand better passing in order to be successful. The other percentages are still working for me, but I did want to point out that the passing is probably going to become even more important than it was just a few years ago. Now I want to share some questions for discussion in the Volleyball Coaches Corner Facebook group. If you haven't requested to join already, just click on the link in the episode description. And as long as you are a volleyball coach, you should be accepted. I'm going to keep these questions pretty light, so hopefully we can get a good chat going on. For discussion, number one, do you set goals with your team in the beginning of the season? Number two, how often do you check in with your athletes to discuss performance? Number three, What's an example of a volleyball goal you've set for your team, for a player, or personally? Again, those are going to be the questions for discussion in the Volleyball Coaches Corner Facebook group. Finally, I'm also including a link to my goal-setting worksheets in the episode notes. I highly recommend you get these for your team. Buying things unseen over the internet is scary, so I do offer a full refund within 30 days of purchase if they're not what you're expecting. So far, I've had zero returns, so I think you'll be pretty happy with them. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to leave a review of this podcast if possible and subscribe so you know when each new episode comes out.